0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There's a common belief that only governments can reduce poverty. Well, today we're looking at an alternative, breaking open some ideas with the author of a book called Double Your Salary Without Losing Your Soul. Mark Anderson Smith thought he was in a well-paid job until he couldn't afford to buy his children new shoes. That experience made him examine his life and led him to set a goal to double his salary in just four years. A conversation today about how we think about our own future as Christians and about how the concept of setting goals can transform your life. Mark Anderson-Smith is joining us on the phone from Scotland. Hello, Mark. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Hello, Neil. Thank you very much for having me on the show.
0: Mark, you doubled your salary not just once, not just twice, but is it three times, or are we actually now outdated on that?
1: So... Three times, yes. Um, I I have set myself another goal to do it a fourth time. um, But actually doubling my salary a fourth time isn't what I'm really aiming for. What I'm aiming for now is to have time to spend on the things I really want to do in life. uh, So that the, the amount of money I earn isn't really what I'm aiming for. It's more having the freedom.
0: So come back to what I mentioned in our introduction. You were in what you thought was a well-paid job until you couldn't afford to buy your children new shoes, and that was the, the point where you decided, I have to do something different here. Do you think that's common for a lot of people that they eventually realise that they're working along in a salary and just not meeting what they know that they need?
1: I think for an awful lot of people, it is true. Um, I've worked um, in a large number of, of different organizations and factories and offices, uh, certainly around the UK. And a lot of people are stuck in you know, fairly low paid jobs. There's not much career progression and they're struggling um, to get by. And I think a lot of people do. They just don't know what they can do to change things.
0: I imagine that a lot of people feel as though uh, they're either trapped in a low salary position or in some ways it's supposed to happen without any nurturing. What are your thoughts for the idea that you might need to set a goal and change direction if you're going to make a difference?
1: I would absolutely agree with that. Um, For myself, I... I first doubled my salary when I was quite young. And I think I was 18 years old at the time. I'd been working um, in a shop, in a hardware store. I'd been earning a very low wage. Um, I think it might even been like two pounds an hour when I started. And this is back in the the late 80s. And uh, I knew that that job wasn't going anywhere. Um, I came into that straight out of school. I was 16. And after a year, I thought, I really need to try and do something else. Um, So I went to a careers advice service. They enabled me to go on a training course, uh, what they called a youth training scheme. And after about nine months uh, on that training scheme, I was offered a job that actually doubled my salary for the first time. And that was amazing. Um, so I went up, I think, from a base salary of about £4,000 a year to £8,000 a year. Um, but I was then thinking at the age of 18, well, that's great, I'm earning all this money now. But what? Um, I didn't really have a, a plan of how I could progress that to be earning enough to support a family. And I did have a hope that one day I'd get married i 'd have children and although i 'd had that experience of going on a training scheme i didn 't wasn 't able to translate that into progression from there to to develop a career and It probably took me about uh fifteen years or maybe twelve fifteen years after that um to reach a point where I discovered um, through through a variety of things. That I, I I didn't know what I needed to know, and that was the kind of key realization for me. Is that uh, once I accepted that I didn't know what I needed to know, I, I set myself on a path to find out what I needed to know, and that led me much more into focusing on goals and to setting goals that I could work towards to improve my life, and and by that time I had a family, and improve their lives as well.
0: You had some goals that were a part of your life right back to your childhood. Somebody must have sowed a wonderful seed and said, you need to set some goals, and you had some idea of that but didn't really realise just how important that was. And you obviously needed to set more goals uh, to move forward. But take us back to those original goals, Mark. What was so special about understanding that you did have some goals for your life?
1: Indeed. So I think I must have been about eight years old when I was reading a book at school. And it just Clicked with me that I wanted to be somebody who wrote stories like these. It's probably just an adventure book, um, but it, there was a really powerful sensation that I wanted to be a writer. And so I started telling people that I wanted to be a writer. And uh, people said, Oh, that's great. Um, so start writing down stories. Um, and I did, and I started drawing down ideas. But I didn't have the real understanding of the discipline it would take to turn those stories and thoughts and ideas into an actual book. Then, a number of years later, I had the opportunity to be mentored, uh, a, a gentleman called Ian Thompson, a minister in the Shetland Isles. He mentored me over the course of a year and one of the, the the things he said that really stuck with me was the importance of setting a long term plan. And he talked about setting a five year plan or a ten year plan. And again, this is back when I was eighteen and I just couldn't conceive in fact I think it's a bit than that, probably been that since probably about twenty, but I couldn't conceive of setting a plan five, even five years in the future. That that just seemed impossible to me at that point um, but it, it stuck with me and um, years later I came back to that but I think yeah that that certainly being a writer has been with me my whole life uh, but also wanting to be able to provide for a family uh, that's been a, a key goal um, and I've had a, a love-hate relationship with education uh, my whole life uh, I had uh, some difficulties at school left, uh, managed to scrape a pass on some subjects, but came out um, quite angry, I think, at the education system and rejecting the idea of going to college or university. Um, But at the same time, kind of conversely or ironically, I I still had quite a lot of respect for educating myself. So I I read a lot. was always interested in learning and improving myself and again i I did have this desire that someday i would be able to get a university degree so i think those were the kind of three main things i've had since since i was quite young
0: and so the idea of managing to meet the goals that you make when you are young actually needs a plan And you discovered that when you work on the goals that you set for yourself all at the same time, there's something of a, what you call a harmonic effect. Everything works together to make those goals happen. How did that happen for you?
1: Sure. So I I think that the first time that happened for me, I, I... you know, realised that at the age of about thirty-one, thirty-two, that I needed a career. We had two children by that point, my wife and I, and um, I signed up for a night class, and and with the aim of getting a college certificate. And I was going to college um, a couple of nights a week, having to do studying at the weekends and the evenings. Um, but I was also um cycling to that college and um, so I was, and I was going to the, started going to the gym at the college improving my fitness and um, so the education and the exercise um, you know it helped me to improve myself physically and improve myself mentally at the same time and then a few years later I set these three goals and um, to double my salary i was then earning about twenty thousand a year and it was at that point that um there was one morning i think it was a saturday morning i was sitting at the kitchen table uh, trying to work out how we were going to afford to to pay the bills that we had coming in all three of our kids needed shoes it just kind of hit us all at once that you know their, their shoes were wearing out it was going to be 75 pounds a hundred pounds and I was looking at our bank account thinking we can't afford this uh, someone put a envelope through our door that morning and there was a hundred pounds in it and it was just like a, a, an anonymous gift I think it was somebody at our church had, had known that we needed help and it just really crushed me and um, I felt embarrassed and ashamed that you know I was earning what I thought was a, a good salary, uh, but I couldn't afford to provide for my family. And I think that was the turning point for me when I thought I've got to do something about this and took me back to, to Ian Thompson's words about setting a, a long-term goal. So I set this goal then to um, double my salary from 20000 to £40,000. Um, I also knew having done the college course, that education was helpful. So I said, I'm going to get myself a university degree. And since I'd always wanted to finish a novel, I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write a book. And I set myself this goal of doing it all before the time I turned 40, which was in just over four years' time. Uh, So that gave me goals. And then what I had to do was figure out how I was going to achieve each one of those but it was, it was amazing over those four years that as I worked on each one of those goals and um, the the education, so I I studied with the Open University and I was learning how to learn. And that helped me in my work uh, because as as I understood how to find things out and how to do research and how to document things, my work improved. And my, my, the bosses that I had, the employers, they, they started to notice this. And I was eventually able to get a better job. And also at the same time, that research and study from education helped me in my writing, which helped me to finish my book. And the discipline in working towards these three goals helped me in all three areas, uh, both the writing, the education, and in the discipline of, of applying what I was learning to my work so that I began to prioritize better. I began to um, understand what I would need to do and um, to keep customers happy, uh, to keep the clients happy in the company. And so, yeah, there was the synchronicity of these three goals where improving in one area helped me to improve in another area, which then also help me to improve back the way again as well
0: we're talking with mark anderson smith he is the author of a new book called double your salary without losing your soul he has a website dragonlake.co.uk and we'll talk some more about his book double your salary without losing your soul just ahead We're talking with the author of a book called Double Your Salary Without Losing Your Soul. The idea of setting goals that have some dimension that will look out for those things that you need for your future. Mark Anderson Smith wrote this book and as a young man in his 30s realised that he had a job but got to a point where he couldn't afford to buy his children new shoes. And that has sparked his thoughts on doubling your salary. Mark, let us in on some thoughts here about what's going on spiritually in your Christian mindset uh, when you are at a point where you realize you need to double your salary. And I guess you're, you're sometimes you're led to be on your knees in prayer. What was going on for you at the time?
1: So I think from from a very basic point, as a husband and father, I felt like a failure. Um, not being able to provide for my children, not being able to provide for my family, really cut deep. And I always go back to Jesus' words in the Sermon of the Mount where, where he says, um, your father knows that you need these things. He, God knows that we need clothes. He knows that we need food. He knows that we need a place to stay. And the simplest of things um, God tells us to ask Tells us to ask him for what we need, and so I found myself, and I found myself my whole life doing this: is if we have a need, we'll go to God, we'll, we'll ask him for it, and God doesn't say he will give us everything we want. I don't believe that he will, uh, but he will give us everything we need, and certainly at that point, you know, when when I I was struggling to to. The simple thing, just buying shoes for my children. Um, I was praying to God. I was pouring out my heart to my frustration. Why can't I earn what I think I should be able to earn? Why is it? I think at that point we were receiving um, tax credit from the government. Even the government said, you're not earning enough. Um, But also, um, I think that God doesn't expect us just just to sit back and and uh, if I can say the word if I can use this term doesn't expect us to be lazy either I think there there is a place uh, for faith where uh, some people have amazing faith where they will totally rely on God for everything but i think for for a lot of us uh God expects us to work and, and expects us to work hard and not be afraid of that and um, there is a you know, you, you look back in Genesis, and we see, and um, there's the curse. You know, that, that um, Adam was to work by the, the sweat of his brow uh, was to work the ground, um, and I, I do believe, as Christians, that we can shake off some of that curse that we're, we're not um, to be crushed by the work that we do. But I do think that God, He you look back at Genesis and God made Adam and Eve to be gardeners. He made them to work in a garden and God himself is the creator. He made this whole world. God got his hands dirty when he made this world. And I don't think we should be afraid of getting our hands dirty and working hard as well. And um, I think there's a, there's a, spiritual satisfaction and emotional satisfaction in working hard and doing a good job well.
0: Mark, when you feel like you're at that place of need, and for some listening to our conversation today, it might even be you're feeling like you're at rock bottom. And I know that you say in your book, when you're at the bottom, There's only one way, and that way is up. You're forced to make a plan, forced to set a goal. What are your thoughts for people who might be feeling trapped at the bottom right now?
1: So I I would want to encourage you. I would want to say to you, God loves you. God cares for you. God has a plan for your life. You, You can stay at the bottom, unfortunately, if you give up. But God doesn't want you to do that. God wants you to ask him for what you need. God wants you to set a plan for your life. Uh, We read in the the letters that the uh, apostles wrote that God has given each of us a gift. And I, I love the story that Jesus tells of the talents Uh, that the king went away and he left his servants with talents. And I believe that you have a talent. Perhaps you even have more than one talent. You've got many talents. And God wants you to use those, whatever they are. And I believe that if you will use the talents and the gifts that God has given you, you can do amazing things with your life.
0: Mark, you say that we need to be prepared to fine-tune our skills. What personal skills do you think are priorities to get right if you're looking to double your salary?
1: So I think being able to learn is definitely a key one, Um, and and humility comes along with that. I reached the point where I realized I didn't know what I needed to know and that's a difficult place to be and um, because I I didn't even know how to ask the question to find out what I needed to know and so for myself my journey was to to go back into education to go to college uh, I got a certificate in computing I then over a period of years went uh, back and studied uh, through distance learning to get a university degree. Uh, so I think learning is is a very important thing, and it's it's not just for kind of more um, technical subjects like computing, but if you are working, say, on a farm, there's an awful lot of um, skills you can develop uh, that will allow you to improve the the amount of crops that you're getting or improve the the, the health of your livestock. Uh, if you're working as a plumber or a joiner or um, in a, a very practical subject, you can develop new skills. Perhaps um, understand what the, the trends are in, in the business that you're in so that you can um, gain the new skills that you need to keep up to date with, with the market. Um, so I think learning is probably a key and I think that every one of us, whatever work or business we're in, uh, we, we we can do that. Uh, humility, just being able to say, I don't know everything, um, I could learn more. And being willing to listen to other people and uh, take their advice and weigh it up. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about... Weighing up uh, what other people say, not necessarily um, accepting everything that people tell you, um, because sometimes people will give you advice that's bad for you. And So it's just about being cautious and taking things back to God to, to ask Him to guide us and Him to lead us in what we're doing.
0: Education is one thing. You've also applied yourself to how you present yourself. Uh, you brought out your yes. best suit. Uh, you uh, you corrected your CV and you made it uh, the best CV. You, uh, you took some initiatives there to make sure that you presented yourself whenever you were looking to apply for a job.
1: Indeed, yeah. I
0: I used to be absolutely
1: terrible at interviews. Um, I had no confidence, um, and it it took me a long number of years to to develop the confidence uh, when I walk into an interview room. Um, and I I think a big part of that was simply t- um, pivoting my uh, perception of what was happening. And um, so because I've wanted to be a writer for so long. Um, i've've been interested in journalism and I've, I've done some experimentation with with doing interviews myself and I realized that I could use that to kind of turn the tables on my interviewers not not to um, you know do that in a bad way but simply to take control and command of the interview uh, so that if what I would recommend is if you're ever going for an interview, make sure that you are the one who has questions to ask. Do your research uh, before you go and uh, take a notepad and a pen and um, start, you know, when when the interviewer is saying things to you, write things down um, so that you can then prompt you to to ask other questions. But yes, I, I, I think it, when i was uh, so after i got this uh, first college certificate and i was starting to apply for new jobs i realized that i needed a better suit um because i i i walked into interviews and i i just felt like i didn't belong and so we i think we went to this this superstore and we were living in york at the time in the north of england and um Tried on the suit so it was just a one from Iraq but when I put it on and I looked at myself in the mirror I felt good and I thought that I looked good and just wearing something that fitted me properly that I looked professional in it changed my attitude and allowed me to see myself um, in, a, in a different way um, and boosted my confidence uh, tremendously So, yeah, I highly recommend finding, you know, if you're going for an interview, finding clothes that you are comfortable in, that um, you look good in. If you can get a friend to advise you, um, someone that you can trust to, to tell you whether that works for you or not, I think that's a really good thing.
0: And it's not just all theoretical in your book. You talk about these practical issues of what it will take to even change that impression of yourself so that you can be confident when you actually apply for that new job. Just to cut things short, and I don't like to do that. There's so much good information in your book, but you do tell a little story towards the end of your book where you describe a child who's standing in the rain crying and waiting to be picked up and rescued from getting wet in the rain. And you say... You're not a child, you are now an adult. Is that one of those things that you realize that we have to take charge of and recognize when we're actually going to be setting some goals and aiming to double our salary?
1: Absolutely. I believe that we are all kings and priests in God's kingdom, and being a king and a priest in God's kingdom comes with responsibility. Uh, God expects us to do the best we can. The story of the talents, again, God is looking for us to give all that we have, to do all that we can. And if we can do that, if we can work our hardest, if we can find what God has made us to do, we can do amazing things for God, we can do amazing things for His church, and we can change the world.
0: Well, Mark Anderson Smith is the author of this book we're talking about. It's called Double Your Salary Without Losing Your Soul. And It's Mark telling his own story, and Mark, it's not one of those rags-to-riches books, but it is the sort of book that helps you think through the issues and helps you think differently about setting some goals and changing a plan, being humble, and even bringing those in around you that you trust for their good advice. Let me point people to how they can get a hold of it. Of course, it's available on Amazon. It's also available if you connect with Mark Anderson-Smith through his website at dragonlake.co.uk. The book is called Double Your Salary Without Losing Your Soul. Mark Anderson-Smith, thank you so much for taking some time to share these thoughts with listeners today on 2020. Thank you.